the house of God. Explore its wonders and its meaning for us today on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. One motif you see throughout Scripture is the house of God, the sanctuary, the temple, the, the great uh, building that Solomon and Moses had, a, had partaken in. On this episode, we're going to look at the sanctuary and how it teaches us the elements and the attributes and about salvation and about God and, and, and all this. So we're going to welcome our friends here. I'm very excited. This is a very exciting topic for me. Sebastian, are you excited? I am beyond excited. Yeah. <laughs> beyond excited. Okay, beyond excited. So we're going to have a word of prayer, and Jonathan, you can pray for us. We'll sure. get into Exodus 25 after that. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you again for the privilege we have uh, to study your word. And Lord, today as we look at the sanctuary, a special gift you have given us, um, we pray that you will open our eyes and understanding in our hearts, and not just of us here, but all those who are watching as well, to see uh, the beauty of who you are and how that changes and transforms our lives. So we invite your presence now, and we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Uh, Sebastian, if you go to uh, Exodus chapter 25, mm-hmm. verses 1 through 9, please. Exodus 25, 1 to 9. The Bible says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering. From everyone who gives it willingly, with his heart you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, badger skins, and acacia wood, oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod, and in the breastplate, and let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. All right. All right. So, Siku, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. You look very radiant today. You're matching our, our set with Thank your yellow. You. It's just awesome. <laughs> um, give us, uh, let us in, uh, insight into the sanctuary. Uh, maybe some people may know a lot about the sanctuary and they don't need this introduction. And some others are like, what is this sanctuary? Is this like sanctuary city? Is this kind of mm. politics or what's <laughs> going on here? Give us a, a briefing here. Not politics. I wish I had a graphic, a mm. picture to show. But, um, but the sanctuary um, was... Uh, was erected as as was read by Sebastian after a pattern that Moses was showed mm-hmm. um, by God, mm-hmm. and what they what was the components of the sanctuary was when you were coming entering into the sanctuary you had the outer court mm-hmm. where you had um, the altar of sacrifice where they would make the sacrifices and you had a laver um, with water where they would wash um, and then you would go into the holy place mm-hmm. and in the holy place you had three items of furniture mm-hmm. you had a table of shoe bread where they would put 12 um, loaves mm-hmm. of bread and show bread but the old English shoe, shoe bread, bread not the shoes for bread no not shoe mm-hmm. s-h-e-w yeah. mm-hmm. what so they call it different <laughs> now? well it's show bread but yeah. in the old English it's shoe, shoe bread, bread. Yeah. It's, it's okay. but we know when you <laughs> yeah. hear the English you hear the show <laughs> bread, like, oh, right. shoe. anyway yeah okay so there's so bread, there's a table, bread, bread. table of bread, mm. <laughs> and then they had they had um, the the lampstand, lamp the, the golden candlesticks. Mm. They had it was a seven seven um, branched yes. 
um, candlestick, mm -hmm. and then they had the altar of incense mm -hmm. in there as well, um, where they would burn incense that mm. would ascend up to heaven. And then you'd go through a veil into the most holy place, which was the most holy of the place. Mm -hmm. And mm. in there you had, you yes. had the Ark of the Covenant, um, and it had uh, like the covering of the Ark of the Covenant yeah. um, had had these angels on on either side that were kind of looking over it, and then inside you had the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the um, the the sanctuary that. Uh, the Israelites had, like when they were going through the mm -hmm, wilderness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thanks. That's that's a great uh, overview into, into actual the architecture of, of the building. Mm -hmm. Why why are we talking about the sanctuary? We've been looking mm -hmm. at education from different elements of the of faith, of character, of spirituality, of, of debunking educational systems, <laughs> and then now the house of God. Mm -hmm. Why why are we looking at this, Jonathan? Well, God um, really cares about um, education. He cares about making himself known to us. Mm. And so he has used numerous ways to do that. Mm. I mean, he has revealed himself uh, through nature. In nature, we see so many beautiful things that teach us about God's character. He has revealed himself, of course, through the Word of God, mm. um, which came, you know, was, was established at the time when the sanctuary was established. They started writing, you know, the first books of the Bible. But um, the sanctuary was also one way of God teaching us about what he wants to do with humanity, how he wants to redeem us, what his plan is, and mm -hmm. he, he, he can, it's kind of like a, 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 a blueprint of, of God's uh, way of interacting and dealing with humanity in their uh, issue of sin. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, the sanctuary, amongst other things, we're going to be studying about the Sabbath and so on, some other things, is, is a, a way for God to teach humanity about himself. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a teaching model. Mm -hmm. and, it, 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 and it also caters to our fundamental principle here, this season, which is that communion with God was his original chosen method of mm. developing us. Mm -hmm. But because of sin, that communion has been interrupted. Mm -hmm. And so God has now constructed a way to restore that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yet even the restoration of that original method of development of men has a component to teach us about himself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because everything that God does reveals something about God, mm -hmm. about his character. And mm -hmm. therefore, God is so ingenious that the very means of restoring you back to his plan of true education is a part of the process of the true education mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in this modality, if you will, God is like, yeah, let me use this thing that's going to, even if you're the most base sinner, the farthest person from me, just the initial step of the outer court and making that step to initially want to come back to God, mm -hmm. to enter into the precincts of the sanctuary, you're already learning about mm -hmm. me. Yeah. You're already getting to know me and experiencing true education. Mm -hmm. Well, I love this uh, passage in, in Exodus 25. I mean, there's so many colors here. There's mm -hmm. gold, silver, red, black, onyx, uh, badger skins, mm -hmm. linen, white. Uh, there's also different scents. There's oil. There's incense going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very multi-sensory mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. There's physical space. There's mm -hmm. scents. There's eyes. There's mm -hmm. fire, fire, <laughs> bread, you know, and then and, and it shows that God is into not the only the, the ephemeral and the spiritual and what, what, out, what out there, yeah. but also very, very everyday things. Tangible. As water, mm. uh, light, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's using that to teach. Yes. And the apex of that is found in verse 8, mm -hmm. where he says, Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. And mm -hmm. I just, I just mm -hmm. see the heart of God here. Mm -hmm. Like God simply wants to hang out with humanity. Like yes. he wants to dwell and he wants to know us. And this has been our theme throughout education, right. too, mm -hmm. for that, for yes. that communion together. But because of sin, he can't. 
Yeah. So just in my weird imagination, I just think of, you know, you have this is entity who's made out of, you know, pure nuclear energy, right? Mm -hmm. And he wants to hang out with, with <laughs> humanity, <laughs> but because if he does so, humanity would be wiped out, right. okay? Not because mm -hmm. of the nuclearness and radiation, but because of his holiness, yeah. right? Just go with the Amen. analogy. The holy radiation. The holy radiation. <laughs> but just shows you the disparity between the holy and the profane, yeah. mm -hmm. but the heart of God wants to supersede that, yeah. wants to cross that, that, that barrier. Yeah. Mm. So what does he do? So he places himself in some kind of a containment building of the sanctuary so that priests and humanity can come together yeah. in front of God. Mm -hmm. And later on, Jesus, the, the, if you go, go with the, the theme, this, this nuclear energy is embodied as a human being yeah. himself. Mm -hmm. And so that humanity can dwell. That dwell yeah. motif is a powerful motif oh, yeah. for mm -hmm. humanity. It is really uh, something that the, the, the sanctuary model, I mean, we have the sanctuary here as a physical structure, but we have seen this in the Bible before. Mm. Uh, even before the fall, the Garden of Eden was kind of like a sanctuary. Mm. Uh, you had, you know, the, the tree uh, of life, mm -hmm. and then you had the space around it, the garden, and then the earth was around the garden. So there was, there was different compartments, so to say, and God would meet them in the garden. Mm. And then later on, um, you know, we, we see, of course, Jesus as an embodiment. Mm -hmm. um, but even the sanctuary language is found again in the book of Revelation. After everything is said and done, when, we, you know, when we're in heaven or actually on the new earth, God will, it says, tabernacle with us. He will dwell with us. Mm -hmm. That's his whole heart. That's, as you said, his, his heart is, I want to be with my people. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us to understand his desire and for us to, uh, to, to have a, a way to, to experience that, the sanctuary is that, that educational model, mm -hmm. um, which is also a, a model of, of, uh, that brings the remedy for a sin problem. Yes. Um, and so in, in that way, God has provided a way for us to, to experience mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, both of you took what I was going to say, so. Sorry. <laughs> I was just, okay, Sebastian. I just wanted to jump in with this whole idea of desire because I remember reading about this concept in Latin of the desideratum, you know, the greatest desire. Mm -hmm. And to look at the fact that here in the Bible, God presents his greatest desire, yes. which is to dwell with us, and that is mediated by the sanctuary, mm -hmm. which begins to create that parallel, right, to Jesus that now this, this, this mediated relationship that I can't dwell with you directly mm -hmm. as I once could, but yet there's enough in this mediated relationship yeah. to still accomplish my purpose of restoring you and of communing with you and developing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to see that coming through the encounters that humanity had with Jesus mm -hmm. and why physical healing was so important and forgiveness and emotional transformations that people went through, it was mediated by Jesus because God was in Christ Right, reconciling us to himself, mm -hmm. just as he was in the sanctuary, forgiving our sins and cleansing that sanctuary and restoring us into at one mint, so to speak, with himself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, what are actual things that God has taught or is teaching mm -hmm. and has taught us about him through the sanctuary? Well, actual concrete. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, one of the first things is, is that God comes into space. Hmm. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that one, the method that he chose, and, and you beautifully um, talked about all the elements that are involved in Exodus chapter 25, that it's all factory, you know, it's, it's this multi-sensual experience that mm -hmm. he uses in order to teach about himself. And then he actually comes into that physical space, you know, through the Shekinah glory on, on the Ark of the Covenant, so that God enters mm -hmm. into space. And there's, there's kind of a thought about God that, you know, God is... Because God is so transcendent, like mm -hmm. he, he's beyond, you know, what we can comprehend. Mm -hmm. We could think that, oh, he's, he cannot 
he, he, you know, it doesn't go like God in, in our space. Mm -hmm. But from the sanctuary, even before Jesus comes down to this earth, you have God coming into yes. our space. And that, I think that's beautiful when I am by myself in my room praying to God mm. that I can, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, that God can enter into my physical space, like mm -hmm. into my physical reality. Mm -hmm. um, so He's not abstract. He's not a, a philosophy. He's not just a thought. Mm -hmm. He's a, he can physically engage with me in mm -hmm. real time, in real space. Mm -hmm. Speaking of real time, we're going to take a time for a break right now. So when we come back after the break, we'll to get to look at the space remaining for, for Siku. Stay with us. <laughs> Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back, friends. We are talking about space, mm -hmm. and I want to I, I want to I I piggyback on your comment that uh, I totally agree. There are some people that that, that mean God. God cannot be described. God is so, and He is. I mean, He is all that, mm -hmm. but they emphasize it so much that He becomes inaccessible, yes. mm -hmm. and it starts contradicting what the Bible is saying because this inac inaccessible God has made himself accessible okay. in yes. human time and space and history. And this is what the Bible's trying to say. Right. But they're just, they, they, by, by, quote, glorifying God, they almost undo that. Mm -hmm. And we got to be careful that, that we don't do True. that. So, uh, finish your finish point, we'll go to yeah. uh, a suspension. I'll say, one of the things that that teaches us is, is that um, engaging in the realities that surround us mm is actually important, like mm. that God put us in a physical world mm. and engaging that physical world is actually important to Him. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you get to Revelation, it says those who destroy the earth are not going to be saved in the end. Mm. Like the way that we engage the environment that yes. He has put us in mm. actually has, has weight, mm. you know, because mm. God put us in physical space, <laughs> He engages with okay, physical yeah, space. Okay. So all right, all right, we're going green theology here. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> no, all right, good. But it's no. true. She's so right. everyone have to go recycle and get an eco-friendly <laughs> car. Okay, Captain Sebastian. Planet. All right. <laughs> Captain Planet. Okay. Um, I was going to say that right there at the very, you know, entrance of the sanctuary, <laughs> we have the altar. Yes. Which is letting us know that God is showing us that in order for us to engage with Him and to be reconciled, it's going to cost something. Yes. Right? That's something that is an expensive relationship. Mm -hmm. And yet God is the one who is paying the cost. Yes. The fact that I have to keep bringing a lamb shows that whatever I paid last week is insufficient. Mm. But ultimately in Jesus Christ, he had to pay one time. Mm. And therefore, not only is it costing God for us to relate, mm -hmm. but he's willing to pay yes. for that relationship. So it just goes to show you how much God values a relationship with me mm -hmm. and yet causes me to sit back in shame of how little I value it. Mm -hmm. How I look at it as, oh, yeah, I wish I could just get my 10 minutes with God today. Mm. Or maybe I took my hour when God is like, I'm willing to pay all of heaven mm -hmm. for you and I to be together and to be in a relationship. And the sanctuary teaches us this is expensive. This costs something yeah. I'm willing to pay. How about you? Mm -hmm. yeah. And for us, it's not costing us all of heaven. Right. It's costing me an hour. It's costing me <laughs> my mind, my life to surrender, which isn't really much without God anyway, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, Sebastian was uh, starting to talk about something that, uh, you know, you, you were asking for lessons out of the sanctuary, mm -hmm. and there's so much we could cover, but sure. 
Um, so when you look at it, the sanctuary from the perspective of the human being interacting with it is you come with the land, you come you know, to, to find atonement for your sins. Yes. You, you know, uh, the sins are transferred on the land, the lamb is being sacrificed, and then the blood is applied, it's brought into the sanctuary. And then in the sanctuary, uh, I mean in the, in, the, in the tent itself, there's two compartments. And so um, God is taking upon himself the sins so that we're being taught this amazing lesson, obviously. But then in, when you look at the symbols that are in there, they are a reflection of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is our intercessor. The, 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 you know, the prayers that are represented by the smoke, in a sense, uh, you have the Holy Spirit and Jesus being the light of the world as well. And then, of course, the most holy place, a representation of God's throne. So uh, God has taken the sins upon himself, and we have access mm-hmm. now to the throne because of Jesus mm-hmm. and, and, and because of everything that he has done in his life. But at the same time, it's also teaching us about the fact that God, le- Jesus, left the throne of heaven, came, became the light of the world, became the bread of life, uh, you know, was baptized, died on the cross. So you see like a reversal coming to us. God comes so that we can come and connect. God yeah. needs us. And it's just so beautiful um, to see that this is the heart of God. And it's all in these, in these very simple symbols that, that mm-hmm. any child can understand. Mm-hmm. And yet there's so much profound theology in it that we can't I, I cover. I appreciate the yeah. directionality, Jonathan. Yeah. That was very profound. And then at the end, it's so that the two can meet. Yes. Mm-hmm. The two parties that have been separated. A very simple story. Right. A lot of complexity involved in these universal right. salvational themes. But there is directionality. Yes. I, I appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go to uh, Psalm 73. This is probably something that, mm. that uh, exactly. we didn't cover, but this, it has come to mind. Mm-hmm. And this is something when in the realm of education we've been talking about. Uh, I had the awesome privilege to go to a Roman Catholic high school and a Jewish college and, and then working at secular institutions. And the mode is very similar in all three. And coming mm-hmm. from an Asian background and being brainwashed by, by our, my Asian culture <laughs> is to be, you know, not poor and not ugly. And so I'm both right now. So here we are <laughs> in, the 20, in, whatever, in the 21st century and we're trying to get ahead mm-hmm. and become number one. And as a follower of Jesus, sometimes I ask myself the question, why? It's, it is a temptation. I look all around. I look on social media. I looked at my LinkedIn contacts just recently. I'm like, man, people are so successful, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they, they do this. They, they, they break this. They don't, they don't keep this. They violate X, Y, or Z. And these are, these are Christians and non-Christians alike. And the temptation is like, hmm, maybe, maybe I should get into this. Maybe I should apply for, for mm. this. And, and yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this and making da 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 And so 73, chapter 73 of Psalms has mm. been a very great, great uh, refuge uh, for me. Um, mm-hmm. Verse 4 onwards, verse 14, it's talking about bad people. And they're doing all this bad stuff, right? And these aren't, these aren't just only, uh, just you look out in the world and all these pe- successful people in the world. Verse 15, and it says, If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been, un- I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. Mm. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. So it's like, you look at all these bad people in the world, and they're more successful, mm-hmm. and they're not getting punished. And you look at all the injustice in your mm-hmm. life, and you're like, what? And then, you know, your, your mind goes through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then it was until verse uh, 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood, not my end, mm-hmm. not my end. Right. The Bible says their end. Yeah. And so it really requires the patience uh, on my end to, to see how time will play itself out. Yep. And it's the sanctuary that as, as a motif mm-hmm. of, of, on how God teaches us. Us, his yeah. way of life is that 
hey, there's some things you don't know, but the sanctuary tells you that all who are wicked, they will experience their own, their, their, the, the end of wickedness in God's way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when David saw this, he saw death. He saw sin will be obliterated. Those who don't, don't bring the lamb, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are not around anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, God is just in the end of the day. Correct. And it requires me to make sure that I am not uh, tempted by all these temptations and to make sure that my heart is right before God. Yes. And then it really provides hope. It doesn't provide immediate solace. I wish yes. I was just as rich and successful and, and whatnot. What, <laughs> but I'm like, huh, in the larger picture of things, God is teaching me I need character yeah. to develop in my and, life. And I think you're, you're hitting on a, a core point that Jonathan alluded to when he talked about the sanctuary bearing the sins. Mm-hmm. And even your question, which is those burdens are not for us to bear, mm-hmm. right? The end of the wicked and who's going through success right now and where is that leading? Mm-hmm. That's not my burden. That's not my question to right. answer. Mm-hmm. He bears the sins. He's providing the lesson to show me I'm going to deal with it. I'm mm-hmm. going to make it right. And sometimes we have to be careful that our pursuit of justice in this world, our pursuit of equity in this world mm. can steal away from what the sanctuary is trying to teach mm. us, which Amen. is that's not right. your burden. That's right. That that's is the right. burden of God. Mm-hmm. And if you overdo it, like Paul says, vengeance is mine, yeah. says the yes. Lord. So it's not for us to carry out that vengeance. And many people want that burden. Yes. They want to see it. They want to enact out their own justice. Yep. Yeah. Seeing that it's a, lot, it's a lot more almost refreshing to, to do it your way than to wait and rely on God. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they put the, the Christian moniker. They, they put the, the sticker. This is yep. the Christian way. The Bible pres- says justice. I have to enact my own justice. Yep. Uh, the mm-hmm. sanctuary and proves otherwise. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's the same on the flip side. Like that the sanctuary teaches that God will have justice mm. in the end, you know, so it's, it's guaranteed. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's that for the, for the wrongdoer, it does, it's not saying it's okay. Like whatever yes. yeah. it's saying that just God will enact justice. Yeah. And so for the person who is longing for justice, the sanctuary tells you that God will sure. take care of it, you know, and that's a, that's a point. Which, of is, which is sobering and rebuking and to make sure that I'm not on that, on mm-hmm. that, on, on the, the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's really the question. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like people, People feel like because they're right about an issue, they're right with God. Mm. So even if I do mm-hmm. have that righteous indignation, that doesn't mean that I'm not a part of those people who yeah. will see that end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and the answer to that question is, where's my relationship with Jesus and how similar am I to him? Yeah. That's the fundamental question I have to answer. Not, oh, I stood up for the poor in India. I took care of the kids who were being sex trafficked or whatever. Or I stood for social injustice of systematic racism. It's really coming down to, but are you similar to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Because that's really the thing you're going to have to face. Are you, guys, are you guys all getting this? Like, this is not some ancient house that you find in some, you know, Near Eastern, you know, Old Testament studies. I mean, this is real-time stuff. This is real-time stuff. These are real-time issues that are happening right now mm-hmm. yes. and that the Bible is addressing through the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Through the sanctuary. So, uh, uh, Jonathan. I just want to, I'm not trying to get away from that, but uh, maybe I kind of am. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just trying another, another lesson, and it's connected. It's all connected, of course. Um, but the sanctuary... Uh, God is a great teacher. So uh, he was, you know, he told the Israelites to build a sanctuary and they did not fully grasp every little aspect of this right away. Sure, sure. But God um, is, a, is a patient teacher and through what we call, you know, in theology called progressive revelation. It's like over time you, you understand more and more and more. God has been showing us his plan for humanity. So he gave us a sanctuary, which is kind of an overview, a blueprint, and then he fulfilled all these things, uh, you know, obviously through Jesus, but even before that, when, when Solomon built the temple, which was just, uh, you know, a hard copy, so to say, of, of, the, of the tent, yeah. uh, the fire of God came down and filled, the go- God's glory, yeah. you know, 
filled the place. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> God was telling us, I have a plan to, to, to fill the sanctuary with my presence. And you're like, okay, okay, yeah, you, you're filling this building with your presence. And then Jesus comes up and shows up in the temple. He is filling the temple with His presence. Mm -hmm. And then He's saying, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to follow you, the book of Acts, and He's going to fill you. So God's presence. And then we, we, we read Paul in 1 Corinthians. If I can read that. Yeah, let's quick, go to verse 6. Uh, chapter 6. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and here in verse 19, 1 First Corinthians 6, 6 19. 19. Mm -hmm. He's saying, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Uh, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God. So God has been over time trying to teach us, I want to come closer and closer and closer. And hey, surprise, you are a sanctuary too, if you let me live in you. Mm. And I want to glorify myself through you. I want to reveal the love that I have for all, through you and your life. Mm -hmm. And so the sanctuary is not just this, you know, this place over there somewhere in the um, Middle East. It is a place, you can be a sanctuary for God. Mm. You can become an instrument of teaching others about who God is and how amazing He is. Mm -hmm. And His presence, He literally wants to dwell in you through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We saw in the book of Acts, the fire was indicating, you know, the fire that we saw in the sanctuary, that we saw before in Solomon's temple. Mm -hmm. He wants to live in us. And He will do that. You just mm -hmm. have to pray and ask for it mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, 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 the piggyback on that and the cool thing that I think for us living in the 21st century is that the sanctuary still exists not only in our bodies, yes. but in the heavenly sanctuary. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that the, the greatest, one of the greatest mysteries in the Bible is Jesus finished all of his work here on earth mm -hmm. and then he went upstairs to heaven mm -hmm. question is why did he go up to heaven mm -hmm. right and this is a question that many evangelical scholars ask why the ascension Mm -hmm. uh, there are some theologians say he, he just kind of effervesced into spiritual, you know, blah, 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 and there's disintegrating. He's now at one with the universe. All right, mm. That's kind of a weird interpretation. Mercy. There's others. He's just hanging out in heaven. Well, why? What's up there? He's right. just kind of hanging out, and then at some point he's going to come back down. Why? why? And then there's others that, who don't believe that, that he's up there at all, that he was just a historical figure. Well, the Bible says he's doing something in heaven. Yes. And when he finishes, he's coming back downstairs. And we mm -hmm. want to be part of that kind of people who are waiting for Jesus when he comes back downstairs. And this is the message of the sanctuary, to be ready for Jesus's second coming. How many of you out there are, have, been, have been studying the Bible and you see this, the sanctuary and you've ignored it? We want to encourage you to take the sanctuary a little bit more seriously and see where is Jesus in all of this. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and look at our Bible study guides, especially when it comes to the topic of education. Go to our social media outlets on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter and continue the conversation. Let us know how you have been blessed by this topic on education. And then for past episodes, you can go to hopetv.org inverse and catch up on this entire quarter. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.